Hello, this is Alex for Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. This is Tech Delivered News for Tech Founders and Investors. Let's get right into things. Shares of Slack rose as much as 32% on Wednesday following a WSJ report that Salesforce held talks to buy the company. Slack's market cap rose more than $20 billion following the report. Privately held online platform companies such as DoorDash and Urban Sitter could pay their workers partially in stock under a rule proposed Tuesday by the SEC. Gig economy workers currently don't qualify for SEC exemptions that allow private firms to offer equity compensation to their employees and contractors. The SEC's proposed rule would allow internet-based platform companies to pay as much as 15% of a gig worker's annual compensation in the form of equity, up to a limit of $75,000 over three years. DoorDash reached a $2.5 million settlement with the Attorney General of the District of Columbia over claims that the company misled consumers on how it would allocate tips for workers. Under the settlement, DoorDash will be required to continue ensuring tips go to workers without reducing their base pay and provide accessible information about its payment model and policies to customers and workers. Well, that's really interesting because I assumed all the tips would go to the worker. I haven't read into this more deeply, but if true, not, not a cool thing. Not a cool thing. And Europe seems to be getting serious about a lot of things in big tech. The European Union wants to take control of its own data, part of a broader effort to wrestle digital influence from large companies in the U.S. and China. The EU's executive arm proposed new legislation aimed at creating an EU-wide data marketplace to facilitate the sharing of industrial and government information, provided the data is protected according to European standards under the eyes of the bloc's regulators. And more from France. French tax authorities have begun demanding millions of euros from U.S. technology groups as they push ahead with a new digital services tax. Facebook and Amazon are among the companies to have received communication from French authorities in recent days demanding payment of tax for 2020. The collection of the tax, which Washington has said is an example of an unfair trade practice because it largely affects U.S. companies, threatens to reignite the transatlantic trade tensions and trigger new tariffs on Europe. IBM is planning to cut about 10,000 jobs in Europe in an attempt to lower costs at its slow-growth services unit and prepare the business for a spin-off. The wide-ranging losses will affect about 20% of the staff in the region. Hardest hit will be IBM's legacy IT services business, which handles day-to-day infrastructure operations, such as managing client data centers and traditional information technology support for installing, operating, and repairing equipment. And the day after reporting about Elon Musk being second richest guy, Tesla is recalling more than 9,500 of its Model X and Model Y vehicles over potentially faulty roof trim and bolts that could be inadequately tightened. The larger recall covers 9,136 Model X cars produced between September 17, 2015 and July 31, 2016, according to an NHTSA filing. The agency said the front and spine cosmetic roof trim may have been applied without the necessary primer and the pieces may separate over time. Things are getting a little hot between India and China. India banned 43 more Chinese apps in New Delhi's latest move to pressure China in the online industry as tensions rise following a deadly border clash between the neighboring countries. India's Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology 
issued an order citing growing concerns about data security in blocking the Chinese apps, effectively restricting China's access to one of the largest and fastest growing online markets in the world. Tuesday's action brings the total number of Chinese apps banned in India to more than 170. Geez, over the past two weeks we've been talking about Apple and its M1 chips for its laptops and Macs. And here we are listening to HP and Dell doing quite well. Laptop sales driven by people working and learning from home to curb the pandemic spread helped HP and Dell Technologies soften the impact from lower office equipment spending. HP reported an 18% increase in revenue from notebooks for the quarter ended October 31st on record volume. Overall, revenue slipped 1% to $15.3 billion. Dell reported an 8% revenue increase to a record $12.3 billion for its business that includes consumer computer sales. Unacademy, an online learning platform that focuses on K-12 online education, has raised new funds from Tiger Global Management and Dragoneer Investment Group. The funding round, which is between $75 to $100 million in size, valued the startup at $2 billion. And now let's move briefly to the economy. First time unemployment claims in the U.S. rose to 778,000 last week, a 30,000 increase from the previous week. This is a clear indication that the rise in COVID-19 cases has started to affect the labor market. Wednesday's numbers marked the first time since July that initial unemployment claims rose for two consecutive weeks. Despite the rise, the numbers are still well below the peak of nearly 7 million in March. The rise in COVID-19 cases has started to hinder economic recovery as states and municipalities reimpose restrictions to curb the spread. In addition, the arrival of winter is expected to keep consumers indoors, which will negatively affect businesses like restaurants. Retail sales rose in October for the sixth consecutive month. However, it was only by 0.5%, the lowest gain since May. The Consumer Confidence Index fell in November to 96.1, down from a 101.4 from the previous month. The unemployment rate in October fell by 1% down to 6.9%, significantly below April's high of 14.7%. However, more than 20.4 million Americans are still relying on some type of unemployment benefit, and several major programs are going to expire on December 31. On Tuesday, the Dow Jones suppressed 30,000 for the first time, highlighting the disconnect between the stock market and the economy. While the stock market continues to hit record highs, millions of Americans remain unemployed and talks over a new stimulus have stalled. Now let's move to some AI news. South Korea's president said the country will invest $1 billion towards AI and semiconductors as it seeks to accelerate its AI innovations. Wednesday's announcement comes on the same day that Korea's SK Telecom unveiled its Sapion X220 AI chip, which speeds up servers that support mobile devices like self-driving cars and drones. During a meeting with top tech executives on Wednesday, Korean President Moon Jae-in reaffirmed the government's plans to invest in tech firms and provide a roadmap for AI innovation. He said the administration plans to improve regulations surrounding AI as it competes with countries worldwide for AI dominance. South Korea's dream is to become a leader in AI in the post-pandemic era, Moon said. He pledged to invest $1 billion in AI computer chip manufacturing and raise the number of AI experts in the country to 100,000. The event marked the anniversary of Moon's announcement about Korea's AI policies and technologies. 
Science Minister Choi Ki-young and executives from KT, Samsung Electronics and SK Telecom spoke. Moon congratulated SK Telecom on its new AI semiconductor for data center operations. The company says the chip can achieve 6,700 frames per second in deep learning workloads, which is 150% faster than conventional inference-focused GPUs or graphical processing units. South Korea has invested more than $542 million to develop data center processing chips. It's now turning more from memory chips to application-specific integrated circuits, or ASICs, which are geared towards AI operations. And now a little bit about e-commerce, because the Buy Now Pay Later platform universe is exploding leaps and bounds as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. A firm, an online consumer finance company, filed an S-1 registration last week, which is a precursor for a public share offering. It is the latest step toward building a payment platform to connect brands and merchants to consumers. Shopify, the Ottawa-based e-commerce platform, is critical to that success. A firm partnered with Shopify in July 2020 to power ShopPay installments. The idea is that online consumers will make purchases through the Sh Shopify system and pay later with installments. A corporate press release said payments would be split into four equal bi-weekly interest-free charges. On paper, that seems like a deal for Shopify, its merchants, and their customers. The firm financing is an interest-free alternative to credit cards and traditional bank financing. But it looks like, in reality, it looks like a firm needed to deal more than Shopify. The S1 reveals that a firm managers granted Shopify an option to buy 20.29 million shares at a penny apiece, despite the San Francisco-based firm not yet being publicly traded. Those shares represent 5% of the business. Given that a firm is expected to fetch a valuation in the 10 billion range, according to a report in the Wall Street Journal, this means a firm managers paid Shopify perhaps $500 million to be the exclusive provider of installment payment services on ShopPay. eMarketer, a data analytics researcher, forecasts that the global market for e-commerce sales is expected to reach almost $5 trillion by 2021 up 17.1% versus 2020. More important, the firm notes that the number should be 18% of total retail sales, the highest ever. The global pandemic and employment trends certainly have made this uh, more realistic. Shopify noted in July that second quarter merchant solution sales grew to $518 million, up 148% year over year. And that's it for Tech Delivered on Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. This is Alex signing off. Have a great day and see you tomorrow.